This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Welcome to the Mental Fitness Podcast with psychologist, author and speaker Colette Smart. This is a podcast designed to equip you with the tools and techniques to help you navigate through some of the unique issues we are all facing during the coronavirus crisis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Mental Fitness Podcast. This is Colette Smart. For today's podcast, I thought I would talk about maintaining good mental health and in particular what to do if you or a loved one is struggling with anxiety or extreme stress during this period. I think it's really important for us to recognize that it's normal to have days when we're going to feel overwhelmed or anxious about what has changed. We're all collectively grieving We're grieving what was familiar, what we had planned, things like weddings, jobs, school events, sharing the joy of a new baby with grandparents. Perhaps you're someone with or have a loved one with an existing mental health challenge. Or perhaps you've recently lost your job and this has brought about anxiety that you hadn't experienced before. This time can bring up insecurities and anxieties for many of us. Concern for the unknown or some new disease is a very normal reaction. I've seen it called anticipatory grief. So that is grief for something unknown, grief for what might lie ahead. It's the grief we experience when a loved one has been diagnosed with terminal cancer, for example. We know that we will likely lose that person and it's anticipating what life might look like then. Not all anxiety is bad. It's our brain's brilliant way of keeping us safe. It keeps us alert to danger and things that are bad for us. It works like an alarm system, which prompts us to think about ways to look after ourselves, like not standing on the yellow line or over the yellow line at the train station, because we know that we might get caught by the train coming past. That kind of anxiety is healthy. It keeps us safe. It's just that an oversensitive alarm system can lead us to irrational thoughts and fears, and that affects our healthy daily functioning. So how do we keep this alarm system in check during this time? As a psychologist, I'm drawing on strategies that I know can support my own mental health at this time. I always like to start with foundations. So for me, more than ever, it's important that we eat well, we eat healthy foods and regular meals in the day. Obviously, some snacks and treats are, are okay. Drinking water, getting out and exercising, staying connected with people that we love. My Pilates teacher, she, like many others, she's actually offering online Zoom classes, and I'm thrilled. I never imagined I would do exercise online, but it forces me to look after my physical health a few times a week because I'm going to connect with other people and log into a class. It's good for my mental health. Exercise is scientifically proven to be a mood booster. It decreases our symptoms of both depression and anxiety. And we also see studies that show exercise can treat mild to moderate depression as effectively as antidepressant medication. Now, please hear me. I'm not saying if you are on medication that you just suddenly stop it and go for a run. Please consult your professional counsellor, your clinician, before you make any rash decisions. 
But we do know that when we're engaged in activity, physical activity, it promotes feelings of calm and well-being. It also releases endorphins and powerful chemicals in the brain that energize our spirits and make us feel good. So that is something really important as a foundation for us to get out, walk the dog. That is exercise. There's an incredible study that looked at empowering families during a healthcare crisis, and they recommended something called the CARE approach. Now, the CARE approach really is the four letters, C-A-R-E, that stand for Choice, Agenda, Resilience, and Emotional Support. And they found that engaging the care principles, not necessarily in that order, but when you engage in these principles, it helps us feel more empowered. They found it reduces and may even improve the risk of anxiety in a trauma response. So let's start with C. C is choices. So choices really is about finding ways that we can feel empowered in a powerless environment. So it might look like channeling your anxiety into useful action. Everyone can do something to help slow the spread of the disease. We can do things like use hand sanitizer. We can cough into our elbow. You can wash your hands regularly. Distraction is part of choice. So when we fixate on negative information, our anxiety grows. But if we turn our attention to healthy activity, it shrinks. So choosing healthy distractions, doing physical activities, cuddling your pets, playing a board game, watching a favorite show, taking a break from news and limiting our exposure to social media reports only to certain times of the day, for example. A is for agenda, and that lets people know what to expect and what is expected of them. So you always hear me talking about routine, but that gives us a sense of expectation or what is coming. So if you have children who are struggling because they are now working at home, it's helping them plan for their learning, uh, what school a school day might look like. Then also thinking about our daily activities, uh, whether they're academic or for work or for relaxation, what does that look like in our day? If things have been cancelled that were on our agenda, letting our teenagers or family members talk about those and vent, just listen. Listening is very powerful. Then also talking about what steps you as a family can take to protect those around you, your elderly neighbours, your elderly parents, grandparents. What is your family's plan uh, if someone got sick? Because children even are wondering about that. What would we do if mummy or daddy did get sick? It's okay to talk about this in gentle and uh, helpful ways without scaring the, the daylights out of our children. It's important that we really kind when we talk about this. R is for resilience. This is when we highlight the strengths and reframe negatives in our lives. So research suggests that people feel better when they turn their attention to supporting others during difficult times. And there's great power in volunteering. So what could you do for an elderly neighbor? Could you drop off a toilet roll? Could you bring out their bins during the week? My husband and I have started an online community street WhatsApp group that we can just check in with one another. We might talk about as a family or household, what does love in action look like in a time like this? So thinking about all those things that you can do for those around you, that is part of building our own resilience. Practicing mindfulness, so going outside, noticing what is around you, taking in things that are beautiful, that is mindfulness, being aware 
and practicing gratitude, not minimizing concerns, of course, because everybody's going to have concerns, but practicing gratitude for what we have or what we're grateful for each day. And then look for the helpers. One of my favorite quotes on reframing negatives is by Fred Rogers. He said, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And so that's reframing the negatives and finding things that are encouraging and positive, even online. And then don't forget to dream ahead because that reminds you that this is not permanent. And then finally, E is for emotional support. Recognize and normalize the common fears and responses in your household and even in yourself. Provide a kind of daily emotional first aid for each other or for your friends online. Check in and see how others are feeling. Talk about how you are feeling. Talk about your highs that day and your lows for that day because everybody will have some. Remind your friends and your family members that you are there to listen if they have any concerns. And so it's important to also know that we all now have access to telehealth and online counselling or online support through your GP. Uh, That is available until the 30th of September. So if you are struggling, please get hold of your GP or mental health professional and they will let you know the best way forward. There are so many psychologists and counsellors who are now offering uh, even bulk build online support. Look after yourselves and maintain your mental fitness during this time. There is always help and there is always hope. If you found this episode of the Mental Fitness Podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could leave a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. Please join us next episode where Colette will be sharing more great tools and techniques. See you then. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.